Hi, this is R.J. Deacon, reading slip opinions from the United States Supreme Court. Today's reading will be Digital Realty Trust Incorporated versus Summers, certiori to the United States Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit. Argued November 28, 2017. Decided February 21, 2018. Endeavoring to root out corporate fraud, Congress passed the Sarbanes-Oxley Act of 2002 and the 2010 Dodd-Frank Wall Street Reform and Consumer Protection Act. Both acts shield whistleblowers from retaliation, but they differ in two important respects. Sarbanes-Oxley applies all to all employees who report misconduct to the Securities and Exchange Commission, any other federal agency, Congress, or an internal supervisor. Dodd-Frank defines a whistleblower as any individual who provides information relating to a violation of the securities laws to the commission in a manner established by rule or regulation by the commission. The whistleblower, so defined, is eligible for an award if original information provided to the SEC leads to a successful enforcement action, and he or she is protected from retaliation in three situations including for making disclosures that are required or protected under Sarbanes-Oxley or other specified laws. Sarbanes-Oxley's anti-retaliation provision contains an administrative exhaustion requirement and a 180-day administrative complaint filing deadline, whereas the Dodd-Frank permits a whistleblower to sue an employer directly in federal district court with a default six-year limitation period. The SEC's regulations implementing Dodd-Frank provision contain two discrete whistleblower definitions. For purposes of the award program, Rule 21F2 requires a whistleblower to provide the Commission with information relating to possible securities law violations. 17 CFR 240-21F2A1 For the purposes of the anti-retaliation protections, however, the rule does not require the SEC reporting. See 240.21F, 2B1, 1 and 2. Respondent Paul Summers alleges that Petitioner Digital Realty Trust, Incorporated, hereafter Digital Realty, terminated his employment shortly after he reported to a senior management suspected securities law violations by the company. Summers filed suit alleging inter alia a claim of whistleblower retaliation under Dodd-Frank. Digital Realty moved to dismiss that claim on the grounds that Summers was not a whistleblower under 78U6H because he did not alert the SEC prior to his termination. The district court denied the motion and the Ninth Circuit affirmed the Court of Appeals concluded that 78U-6H does not necess necessitate recourse to the SEC prior to gaining whistleblower status, and it accorded deference to the SEC's regulation under Chevron 467 U.S. 837. Held, Dodd-Frank's anti-retaliation provision does not extend to an individual like Summers, who has not reported a violation of the securities laws to the SEC. A statute's explicit definition must be followed, even if it varies from the term's ordinary meaning. 
Burgess versus United States instructs the statute's definition of whistleblower shall apply in this section that is throughout 78U-6. The court must therefore interpret the term whistleblower in 78U-6, the anti-retaliation provision, in accordance with that definition. The whistleblower definition operates in conjunction with the three causes of 78U-6 to spell out the provision's scope. The definition first describes who is eligible for protection, namely a whistleblower, who provides pertinent information to the commission. Three clauses then describe what conduct, when engaged in by a whistleblower, is shielded from employment discrimination. An individual who meets both measures may invoke Dodd-Frank's protections, but an individual who falls outside the protected category of whistleblowers is ineligible to seek redress under the statute, regardless of the conduct in which that individual engages. This reading is reinforced by another whistleblower protection provision in Dodd-Frank, C-12 U.S.C. 5567-B, which imposes no requirement that information be conveyed to government agency. The court's understanding is corroborated by Dodd-Frank's purpose and design, the core objective of Dodd-Frank's whistleblower program is to aid the Commission's enforcement efforts by motivating people who know of securities violations to tell the SEC. To that end, Congress provided monetary awards to whistleblowers who furnish actionable information to the Commission. Congress also complemented the financial incentives for SEC reporting by heightening protection against retaliation. Summers and the Solicitor General contend that Dodd-Frank's whistleblower definition applies only to the statute award program and not, as the definition plainly states, to its anti-retaliation provision. Their concerns do not support a departure from the statutory text. They claim that the court's reading would vitiate the protections of Clause 3 for whistleblowers who make disclosures to persons and entities other than the SEC. But the plain text reading of the statute leaves the third clause with substantial meaning by protecting a whistleblower who reports misconduct both to the SEC and another entity, but suffers retaliation because of the later non-SEC disclosure. Nor would the court's reading jettison protections for auditors, attorneys, and other employees who are required to report information within the company before making external disclosures. Such employees would be shielded as soon as they provide the relevant information to the Commission, and Congress may well have considered adequate the safeguards already afforded to such employees by Sarbanes-Oxley. Applying the whistleblower definition as written, Summers and the Solicitor General further protest will allow identical misconduct to go punished or not based on the happenstance of separate report to the SEC. But it is understandable that the statute's retaliation protections, like its financial rewards, would be reserved for employees who have done what the Dodd-Frank seeks to achieve by reporting information about unlawful activity to the SEC. The Solicitor General observes that the statute contains no apparent requirement of a 
temporal or topical connection between the violation reported to the commission and the internal disclosures for which the employee suffers retaliation. The court need not dwell on the relative hypotheticals which veer far from the case at hand. Finally, the interpretation adopted here would not undermine Clause 2 of 78U6H1A, which prohibits retaliation against a whistleblower for initiating, testifying in, or assisting in any investigation or action of the Commission based upon information conveyed to the SEC by a whistleblower in accordance with the statute. The statute delegates authority to the Commission to establish the manner in which a whistleblower may provide information to the SEC, 78U6A6. Nothing prevents the Commission from enumerating additional means of SEC reporting, including through testimony protected by Clause 2. Because Congress has directly spoken to the precise question at issue, Chevron deference is not accorded to the contrary view advanced by the SEC in Rule 21F2. Reversed and remanded, Justice Ginsburg delivered the opinion of the court in which Roberts, Kennedy, Breyer, Sotomayor, and Kagan joined. Sotomayor filed a concurring opinion in which Breyer joined. Thomas filed an opinion concurring in part and concurring in the judgment in which Alito and Gorsuch joined.